you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. This episode of Friend Zone is brought to you by the only razor designed for coarse, curly, hairy, and sensitive skin, Bevel. If you're listening, you've heard us talk about Bevel. We keep promoting it because it's a great product and it's only expanding because you guys are out there supporting it. If you visited your local Target, you've seen it. If you haven't, it's coming. So just know that that's expanding because you've been out there supporting a a really, really big brand. So keep doing that. And uh, if you want to be part of the cause and you don't feel like getting up going to Target, you can get it delivered straight to your house by going to GetBevel.com. Get your first month free off your subscription by entering friendzone free for the code at checkout to get your first month free. Ooh, I don't know what the hell that's about. But we're going to get right back on track because, remember, you don't have to leave your house to go get the razor. You're just going to GetBevel.com. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com and pro- promo code friendzone free at the checkout. Your skin's going to be happy and your love is going to be happy, too. Welcome to the friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Let's start the show. Is there any boys around that know how to make a girl feel? Uh-huh. They want to make a girl feel. Uh-huh, uh-huh, make uh-huh. her feel good. I don't really give a fuck All how I you feel. Know, is there any dozens uh-huh, around uh-huh, the friends uh-huh. on to make a girl feel? Hell no. Want to make a girl feel uh-uh, uh-uh. like her wellness is good. I'm a selfish ass nigga, what I'm talking about. Gotta watch the words that's coming right up on my mouth. I'm not from down south, I'm from the north. Before west, I was, of course. Uh, I get best dressed, stress less. Net says let says prerequisites. If you get with me, you got to have them things, and it don't mean that's what I'm about, but it just mean I gotta bang. I like to have fun. I like to be the only one. I like my mother's father and my father's mother's son. That ain't make sense, but you knew where I was going, and even though the beat is going and going and slowing, you know when I just be flowing and I just do this shit for fun. So here we go with the friend zone, which hey, is the reason why we're here. Hey, the friend zone is the reason. And while we here, huh. so we're gonna stop the beat right there. Uh. Welcome to the friend zone, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Get my sound cloud up. We are back. We Word. are black. We have been protecting our mad jack. No, it's, yes. it's magic, jack. but you know, it didn't rhyme. I want the slant rhyme on that ass. <laughs> the slant rhyme. He just made that up. That was cool. You though. ain't never heard somebody say slant rhyme? No. I heard somebody say it once that to try to justify when it's like, no, nah, but it's like, it's the slant rhyme, the slant. So now the I'm slant, slant rhyming rhyme. out here. So before we jump into the show, how was your weekend, guys? Because oh, I know you guys went to DC. I want to hear a little bit about it. I'm sure everyone does. 
DC was awesome. It was mm-hmm. great. We were well received. Um, Shout out to the nation's capital. Yes, uh, it was actually sad to be right there next to Obama. As you know, this is the last year we will have him as our president. True. So I was feeling really presidential, really regal this weekend, especially stepping out with uh, you know two of my aces, Dustin and Fury. Hey. It was very sad. There's people, you know. I just believe that our nation, you know. <laughs> mm. Is that such just a, a knee bend knuckle mm. of a position, you know, with the crippling of our nation, with the Obamas leaving the White House? I do believe that for the past eight years, we have sat back mm. and watched black people be in the fucking high position, literally the head nigga in charge. Mm. Literally. You hear that music? Barack Obama is the mm. only person on the earth that can literally say, I am the H-N-I-C. That's right. And have receipts <laughs> That's right. to back that That's shit right. up. Receipt. You know, so it's just been such a joy to watch that. I'll never forget, you know, um, looking forward to watching those little girls running up and down the lawns at the White House in wool coats and those dresses just looking adorable. I loved seeing that. Right. It's been a good time to be black. And so it was sad. People was walking around D.C. in mourning. Everywhere we go, I noticed that people was walking around D.C. with their Seriously? head down. Everybody was sad, moping. It was very sad. It looked like a flash mob of sadness. Because everybody was depressed. No, I'm talking shit. I was about to say, <laughs> yeah. I was like, during was Pride Week? Right. <laughs> yeah. Everybody was out being hot and fast. And <laughs> it was hot. Which made us move fast. Pride, DC Black Pride was all that. Shout out to Daryl Wilson. Shout hey. out to um, Mexican Joe. Tempted to touch all of the party promoters that took part in that weekend, which was amazing. Foxy Brown needs to hang it up. What do you mean? Oh my God. When I tell you, she was. I couldn't Foxy really Brown. hear her on, this, on your snaps. I, I mean, was trying. Well, I ain't going to crack that joke. Really, I ain't even oh. going to crack that joke. Oh, Moving forward, oh, like, so. No. Thank you for so saving y'all from doing it. Oh, see, I can, I'm not going to do it, though. <laughs> Thank you for I'm saving me from doing it. I'm not going to do it. I don't want to hear it. It. I'm and not gonna I was going to get it. I was just I don't want to hear it. it. I didn't mean that. Listen. <laughs> Question? Listen. Can we move forward? Can Please? we move forward? Before I, before I, before I lose it. Um. Tell me what you... Are you hearing what I'm saying to you right now, Asante? <laughs> So, yes, but Foxy Brown was terrible, dog. What about Cardi? I saw her Cardi was amazing. Cardi was terribly great. The the (laughs) audience was not, like, really feeling that. I feel like, I mean, no, she was doing bomb, but, like, they were, you know, DC, it's really hitting into some parties. It wasn't that. The lights was on. That's what it was. Mm. When she was performing, the lights were on, and it just made it feel like, you what you couldn't like really get comfortable into the performance. Oh, okay. People were like, you know, she was engaging, but the lights were on. Right, that's what the problem. It had was. to be that venue. I don't know. It had to be that venue. And the lights was on on stage all night. That's why I ain't even go up there. You know, the entire night. Because now we could have walked you, up there. You know, we, we right. had an invite. You are absolutely <laughs> but right. No, but I didn't want to go up there because the lights was on. Who the fuck wants to party with the lights on? That's yeah, the whole weird. point. Yeah. Turn they them off. That. Mm. And I saw Remy Ma on your oh, snap, too. Oh, she was too. amazing. The set was off the chain. She was filming for Centric. Um, Papoose oh. was right by her side and nice to everybody she, he yep. engaged with at the oh. party. Yep. He fixed her shoes before she walked on stage. I, saw, I yep. saw that. She had an entourage of about 738 people. Yep. And it was just, you know. <laughs> I felt like I was one of them for half a second. They walked in. It looked like coming to America, nigga, <laughs> when Remy and them walked okay, in. Okay, the way like, that they had to clear the whole thing. everybody, And it was like, they were clear, and then more security cards would come to clear more. I'm like, what the fuck? Where's Remy, Where Remy from? The Bronx? Yep. The Bronx, right? Yeah. The thoroughest borough. What she, what she say? But the Bronx. The boogie down. The boogie down. Woo. Well, I'm glad you guys had fun. It looked like it was fun. It was fun. It was a little bittersweet for me because it reminded me of like what ATL Pride used to be and how great that was. So there were moments. But yeah, it was the shit. And Pride then the New fun. York one's coming up in a couple of weeks, right? Um, 
I don't, I don't know. I, you know, <laughs> I'm out of town. That's what it's, you know, I'm just playing. Hell yeah, it's coming up. Pride is fun. I don't care what nobody says, and this is why it's fun. And I'll be rolling with the guys this time Hell around. Hell yeah, so. uh, clickbait, okay. clickbait, <laughs> clickbait. <laughs> but, but like, pride is fun because it's like a big family reunion. Like, no pun intended, it family. But like, it is a big oh reunion God, because like, like you see your friends. Is. That you don't see all year. Right. People that you talk to all the time, but y'all live in different cities, you know. And everyone travels out Yeah, it's like new faces (laughs) everywhere, but you know the people that you know. It's just really, really, really fun, and it it makes you just really appreciate, like, your friendships and stuff. Right. It's great. It's really, really fun. I suggest everybody goes with their friends. If you want to be a hoe, be a hoe. Be a safe hoe, but be a hoe. (laughs) That's a part of the fun, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? You just have to really let go and enjoy yourself. Yay. Let it go. So let's get into the show. So last week, we discussed healthy sex lives, limitations, stigmas. Um, We had a lot to talk about between all of us. But as always, you guys had a lot to add to the conversation and we wanted to pick our favorites. So who wants to go first with the comment that stood out to them? Well, here I have my homie Jay Wesley one. And they said, thank you guys for having this conversation, specifically as it relates to Dustin's comment. There have been instances where individuals will touch or grab my butt without my consent. Even people felt comfortable saying that I am shaped like a woman. Emasculating comments like that was triggering for me because it reinforces the negative stereotype about gay men. It also made me more critical about my body and wear pants four sizes bigger because I didn't want to look feminine. I am no way comparing the degree of oppression against gay men and women but it's important to mention that not all cisgendered gay men express themselves in a feminine manner, nor the body type, nor the, their body type does not constitute their gender expression as well. And I thought that that was a really, really dope comment because it was really just about him as a man. And then he even like rounded that shit out for the gays. So kudos to Jay Wesley one. If you have the time, go to SoundCloud, look at that and shout him out. Um, Taylor Wisham, I hope I'm saying your last name correctly, on SoundCloud, (laughs) said, the reason I think Dustin hasn't heard about sucking titties in a while is because foreplay isn't a prevalent or talk, isn't, oh, okay, sorry, isn't as prevalent or talked about as it should be. Too many men think that just because they can be ready to go at the drop of a dime, it means that a woman should be too. People want the reward without any of the work or work that takes longer than five minutes. We need more education on female pleasure and to take the shame and stigma out of all the talk surrounding it. Women need their titties sucked. We need our bodies touched and our necks sucked on. We are like a tea kettle. We need a while to heat up before we can start screaming. Well, look at that. And that's true. Y'all better roar. (laughs) That's true. Maybe you just had to tell the people. Because Tyrese used to ask, I thought, I thought, you know, what did he say? What do you like? A whole lot of foreplay break right before you get started. So, like, maybe you just had to tell him what the, the foreplay was. I think you might be on or something. If only y'all could have seen Asante's little, little shoulder sh- shimmy. You know what that shimmy actually is? I keep saying it because I keep thinking of him, like, skipping down the beach or sh- some shit. But I really keep thinking about the part where the brat be like, I like him where I was getting Puerto Rican. I can't even get it out. I like him where I was getting Puerto Rican Asian <laughs> That's That's all I got for you. Uh, What about you, Dustin? What's going on in the world of Dustin? I want to give a shout out to y'all. Know I just pick something that catches my attention every week, so I want to give a shout out to um, (laughs) at Clark Kent underscore Swag on Twitter. 
Um, Keaton Keenan is his name. He Keaton, let me see something. Your name is Hold on one, let me see something. One second. Hey, hey, the hey, laugh, hey. He said he posted a tweet and it was a picture and the the picture was captioned. Y'all need y'all phones taken away. Well, he wrote taking, but I know he meant taking, so I'm gonna forgive him. <laughs> but he wrote that and the picture is of. I'm not gonna tell you what the picture is first. I want to get a live reaction oh, from Asante. God, and Fran. I see one, two, three, it. go. No, I don't want to no. see. Look, look, Asante. If Fran had to do that, look, your live reaction is my up. real life reaction. Hurry I don't want to. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, well, what it there is you in the are. picture? No. <laughs> there's what? a there's a lady. Um, oh. it's an older lady. She's a. It looks like she's in a casket. Oh my god. Like she's in, you know lying in state. And, but she has the Snapchat floral state. headband oh filter God, over, yes. over the damn high. body. Why they got you? a damn Snapchat <laughs> filter over the damn dead body. But my y'all, thing is, don't that is work by far. heat? The facial recognition <sighs> thing? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, how the fuck they get it on her if she did? She ain't, you know, okay. the facial recognition? Or does it just see your face? Oh I thought God. all that shit was heat-based, like to touch screen. grandma, though? Yeah, they, they done put the damn Snapchat maybe she was a fun grandma. Like, maybe they felt like she would like that. <laughs> she didn't even know what Snapchat, what the hell Snapchat is. You don't know they might have. You know, if, when I get real old and die, I'm like, I want people to know. She I'm probably be... think that's black talk. <laughs> Snapchat. <laughs> Black you know time. what? Snapchat. We are not going to get through there, this there, episode. There you today. are. With, who, who, what was his name? Keaton? Black chat. Snapchat. Okay, this is, this that's is what she said. Black that's, black, that's, that's black women talking. Snapchat. 227. Sandra. Snapchat. Uh, so, <laughs> so many things that I cannot say to you right now. So at the end. Snapchat. <laughs> Good, friend. Pick up the ball, friend. So at the end of last <laughs> week's show, Dustin shared with us how he felt about Tamar being fired from mm. the real. Is it the real? Just when I get up, they didn't pull me right back down. Just <laughs> thinking about it. I knew what and to I got do. mad I knew what all do. over again. <laughs> so I am Dustin so mad. shared his, his feelings. Obviously, if you didn't catch that, please tune in to last week's show. I mean, if you need me to I- issue a refresher course. <laughs> oh, Lord. But. I ain't through with the real. I still ain't, I ain't got my. Go ahead, friend. (laughs) But what we figured out is, I mean, obviously, we actually, I should say, we didn't find out the real reason, right? They haven't put out a press release or anything. Because let me tell you. But they're saying it's because she was too ghetto for. (laughs) Because I was going to say, I watched the Braxton show to see if they was going to tell the story. You know, they promoted it. It's this week. It's this week. So tune in for the Braxton. So I guess you have to tune in. But she, the rumor is that she was fired because she was too ghetto. And the ads that they were working with on the show didn't feel that she was speaking to the larger audiences that they were trying to attract. So Mm. we thought it would be really interesting to have a show about code switching. And whether you ever feel the pressure... Especially if you are, you know, quote unquote ghetto, whatever that means, or from the hood, um, the different dialects, the different ways that we speak. Do you ever feel the need to turn it on? We all know what that means when you are at work or around white people or just in certain situations. So we're going to share our experiences with code switching. So who wants to go first? Well, I absolutely do not believe in code switching. I um. <laughs> I definitely believe that it's important to just be who you are and be your authentic self um, at any juncture, in any any station in life, any circumstance. I do believe that transparency is best and necessary and needed. And so <laughs> I personally just don't understand the culture of code switching. That's how I feel. 
Um, code switching. Well, for me, I um, I'm trying to think. Now I don't think it matters to me as much, especially because I'm self-employed. Okay. And I think, I know, I remember I worked with my first campaign ever. <laughs> and I remember the first draft of the video I had put together, They, the guy basically hit me back and was like, oh, it's the way that you speak and the words that you use. And it was so weird because they were nitpicking so many of the things that had to do with the way that I speak. And all I kept saying was, but you guys are the ones who found me. You found my videos. You decided to work with me knowing how I speak already. So I didn't understand how they thought that they were going to be able to decide how I speak just because it was now a collaboration with their company. And it also made me feel weird that they even felt that that made sense. Like, this is how I speak. And I feel like it's the same with Tamar. I've never actually watched the show, to be 100% honest. But the only thing I can say using logic is if they hired her based on her persona. Absolutely. Which I'm sure they watched the Braxton. Exactly. Or what or her they would have videos to see how she or is. her just interviews. You already know how she is. Exactly. So how do you decide suddenly after two years that it's a problem? Furthermore, the show was going into its third season. They had been nominated for four Emmys. Wow. Okay. That show was doing very well, and even though I'm I'm trying to be unbiased in this conversation, but I'm still it's I'm still tender. <laughs> no swipe. I'm still tender. No I'm just saying. But what about you for code switching? Have you ever felt pressured? Yes, I have because I'm a black man, and I already feel like I got strikes against me. Right. So presentation is key, and it's very easy to misunderstand being presentable with code switching. Very easy to misunderstand and confuse the two. And so when you really get to know yourself down to that line between your butthole and your balls and you really know who you are, <laughs> you, you define what code switching is and you define, you know, what good presentation is for you. So, yes, I feel like I have to have my pants pulled up and go into meetings and um, pronounce my words articulately and just, you know, I feel like I have to do that so that people know I'm not playing no games. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm taking seriously and legitimate. It's hard, shit. It mm -hmm. is hard. I'm very happily black, too. So, like, don't get Amen. it fucked up. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm just trying to stay that way. Yeah, and I guess, yeah, I mean, it is hard because even you kind of, I've caught myself, depending on what, you know, rooms I've been in, turning it on for sure. Right. And sometimes it's, like, like it's subconscious. Yep. You just do it. Absolutely. I find that I co-switch 90% um, of the time, more than likely. And it's, I've, I grew up working a lot of customer service jobs, and then, which was not when I felt like I needed to start code switching. But as you live in the South, in high school, I already had to take a, a speech class, um, just doing drama class, and my speech changed drastically then. So I talk like a whole different person than I did in, high, in parts of high school. Depends on when you knew me. Um, but then outside of that, you have to take into consideration certain restaurant jobs that I've had where they've asked me right. to be like, okay, this is the only way that you speak. Because training manuals will say... Um, what kind of manuals? <clears throat> like the training manuals for the... Uh, training manuals will say <laughs> for the restaurant, like, you know, you're putting on a show and some of the stuff. So it's like, all right, well, I'm putting on another show because I have to code switch on top of that. Right. Because you can't just say, how you doing in certain places. Sometimes it's like, hello, how are we this uh, this evening, this afternoon? It's like, you'll get reprimanded for those little things. And it's like, uh, it's like okay, master is what I really be wanting to say sometimes. But then, wow, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it really, I don't think people realize when you communicate, um, just like on a very small initial level, it doesn't really matter what you're saying as long as it's respectful. 
And then sometimes take a, they, they say, oh, it's bad etiquette, and they take all these different things into consideration. And I think that's what kind of affected me and how I uh, come across to certain people in certain instances. Like when I deal with certain people, I think I say, let me put my best foot forward as a Sante. And then there are other instances where I say, all right, let me just, you know, put on the show right now. And then it comes hard. It becomes so hard to decipher which part is me just switching, um, switching it out because I feel like I need to be more polite or you know whatever is going to be passable for that or pleasing to a person versus just always putting Asante and you know what the fuck he got going on first. Right. Hmm. Yeah, and I, I remember when I was because I was in public school up until fifth grade, and then I went to private school, and that was like a huge culture shock. Um, and I, all I remember is them being like, oh, my God, you talk so ghetto, <laughs> like all the white kids. Mm-hmm. And that was weird for me because I'd been in a school with black and Latino kids the whole my whole life. So to now suddenly be viewed as an other. And it was drastic. <clears throat> like, I didn't even realize how thick my New York and then Harlem mm-hmm. and then my mix, too, from all the islands. So it was like really thick. And then I had to kind of be, quote unquote, trained out of it. Right. And then what that created is then my family, when I would talk to them, they would be like, you sound like such a white girl now. Right. And it was like, <laughs> oh, God, like I couldn't win, you know, and that kind of sucked. Um, and But I did feel uncomfortable the older I was getting, you know, you become more aware. Yeah. And the teachers would be like, you're so articulate or you're so well-spoken. And I used to mm. cringe because I'd be like, don't. Right, what you the know? fuck are you trying to right. say? Right, and it's, it's not a compliment to tell someone that. I can remember that happening to me in elementary school and that just being kind of like a thing that stuck with me a certain instance in life. Like, oh, well, I need to change how I'm talking. Right. Because I, I was well-spoken at that instant, so it was like. Yeah, and I hated that pat on the back thing and i remember being younger and thinking that that was a good thing mm -hmm. but then the older i got like i said that's when i was like this doesn't yeah because even i would get picked to speak um whether it was like valedictorian or certain things but i knew it was because i was quote unquote the Mm well-spoken black kid that was articulate and that was hugely problematic yeah Yeah. People hear me talk and think I talk the way I talk on this show all the time, right? And I don't. Like, in my personal life, like, I'm the guy that when I meet you, like, at a club or something, I I say, hi, how are you? You know, how are you doing? What's your name? It's very nice to meet you. Like, that's how I talk to people. Right. And I think people get it fucked up because they expect me. Now, if you're my friend or, or whatever, I will walk up to you like, oh, what up? You know. <laughs> but when I first meet people, like, even, like, acquaintances, whatever, I'm very... um I don't know. I just like to, I like for my communication to be as clear as possible because sometimes there's emotion and like feeling behind certain words. So if I come up to you like, oh, what's up? Nice to meet you. How you doing? You know, that's it. That's generic. But if I come up to you like, it's really nice to meet you. How are you? How are you feeling? I'm Dustin. You know, like that's different. Right. So mm-hmm. I like to, and that's good practice for me. And I don't want to, I don't want to speak sloppily. I don't. I want to speak. I I don't want to say properly because there's such a horrible stigma attached to talking yeah. proper, right. and that's not what I mean. <laughs> right. I mean I just want to be well spoken. I guess whatever right. the fuck that means. But y'all know what I mean. Right. When I Absolutely. Say it. Right. Like, I want to be that. I do, and I don't feel like that's me code switching. You know what I mean? You, you just, I just want you just want all of the available. Things, I just want to be able to. I want to. I want to be able to make sure that I can communicate effectively, no matter mm-hmm. what audience I'm in front of. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But I think, yeah, but I, it's, I'm curious though, because mm-hmm. even things like black Twitter, 
You know, I think things like Black Twitter come about because of the comfort, you know, of, of like your people and being able to communicate. Mm-hmm. And that's it's funny that it's even called Black Twitter, but even being right. able to communicate in a way that your people understand, you know, and it's so interesting to to have to switch that up, you know, depending what room you're in. True. Because I know there's certain jokes, even there's certain things that you can't really share, you know, because it's like it's just two different worlds. Yeah. And having to, and knowing how to navigate those two different worlds. Even people that have these, um, or a certain, uh, uh, is this a different type of code switching, I guess? Like people that are one way on Twitter, but then a whole different way off of Twitter. That's not code switching. But That's being a, fake. No, not, not, not in that <laughs> sense of like when you meet them, they're a different person, but like when you meet them, um, the things that they say on Twitter, they're just kind of like, oh, you know, like that's my getaway from like my job, blah, blah. So this is what I, you know, this is what I say on there. But in real life, like, you know, what if you met somebody that's like really ratchet on Twitter and you meet them in real life and they've got like a wife and kids and they actually never leave their penthouse and they don't, you know, like know anybody to actually be this like funny. It's, and it's really, it might be because of, you know, cultural or whatever they have going on. But is that sitting, damn, I just actually answered my question at one part of that. I'm going to let you go back and listen if you heard it. <laughs> I was like, what just happened? Right. I had an epiphany with the code switch. What? No, nah, nothing. I was talking about switching the codes, and then I forgot what code I was on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. No, but I think, too, the th- crazy thing is now how these jobs ask you for your social media and your Twitter, which I think is... Best wishes, because I ain't giving you shit. <laughs> right, it's identity. Good luck. I think that is so... I mean, I don't know. I guess there's a part that makes sense, because they, I guess they want to gauge and get a, a real <laughs> side of who you are. But also, you know, that is a comfort zone where you kind of get to be who you are without your mask. So I think it's weird that they think that they have the right to see what it is that you're saying when you're off hours you exactly know? it's like that identity that's what that's what i started to think about and that's why i stopped i just got overloaded with the concept of identity and how hard it is to even figure out your own life and yourself as you're going through things and you just pick up all these things along the way and some of them are tools for you know how you can communicate better with other people but then you kind of lose um communication with your, communication with yourself because then you don't know when you're code switching you know, it might just be part of your everyday. So you might not even realize you're code switching or see it as code switching. Yeah. And that, yeah, and I think that's something that happens the older you get. Because mm-hmm. for me, that's what I was saying. Now I don't really think about it. It's not like a pressure or a, a thing that I think I even turn on. Mm-hmm. But I, when I was younger, because I was still trying to figure out how to navigate. Just a little something you Yeah, got that's when it was like I, I can actually see the difference. Like... You know, being in the hood and then being at school in a private school with all white kids, there's definitely a, two different friends, you know. So that was that was definitely my reality. But now it's like, I don't know. It's just how I speak. I don't I don't know if I I, I don't know. I don't I think I just speak how I speak. Right. <laughs> I speak how I think now. And how's that? Uh-uh. Well, well, you know, I think that um, it depends on what's on my mind. Shit. It depends on, like, what we're talking about and what's on my mind. If we're talking about something serious, then I think that I articulate my thoughts more seriously. If we're talking about something more casual, I think I articulate them more casually. But if you're in a room full of white people, Mm -hmm. does that change? No, because, well, it, it used to, but now it doesn't. 
because I now know how to remain unapologetically myself right. and black. That's what I was trying to while, say. Same. While carrying myself with a certain amount of dignity, you know what I mean, and a certain air that demands respect from people. Another thing is you have to be knowledgeable. Because when you're knowledgeable about something, it begets confidence. And so when you go into those rooms and those circles, you can be yourself and speak however you want to speak because you know that you know what you're talking about. Right. And you feel confident in what you're saying. So, no, hell no. It doesn't change. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's more yep. about being an effective communicator. Damn it. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's for sure. Yes. And, you know, it's very important. You know, sometimes people code switch with their parents, and that's where that's another area True. that's wrong. Be yourself with your parents. Nine times out of ten, they did the shit first anyway. Ten times out of ten, they can't stop you because you're grown anyway. And you really don't need your parents until you're a grown-up. Well, you need them. But, I mean, like, you really need them when you're a grown-up. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) I just think that code switching with your parents is another area where people need to keep it real. Quit code switching with your pastors, too. Oh. Y'all niggas ain't shit. Cold switching with your pastors, sitting up in church. I see y'all on Saturday night, and you go over in church the next day, all on Instagram and shit, with prayer cloths and Bibles and candles and shit. <laughs> and just the last night before, the candle was a, a sparkler on a liquor bottle, and you had one leg on the back of the sofa oh and the other God. one on the back of Jamal. You know Lord. what I'm saying? Like, so I just stop cold switching with your pastors. Where else do people cold switch? Quit cold switching in traffic, too. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you something. I'm oh, tired of Lord. people cold switching in traffic. You drive down the street, they want to cuss you out and give you the finger and all that. But if you get out the car on their ass, <laughs> then it's oh, what are you doing? You're a maniac. But you was just you just told me what you wanted to do to me. That's why I'm out here. Quit cold switching in traffic. <laughs> Speaking of, did you mm-hmm. see the video of the car that drove over the bi- the yes. motorcycle? That shit looked crazy. You didn't see that? No. It was like, I don't know what city it was in. I don't remember. But it was a road rage case. And it was literally the guy, I guess he'd been arguing with a guy that was on a motorcycle next to his car. And mm. then he just drove over him. Y'all gonna learn to stop. The guy probably told him, he probably was, was like, car ain't got no roof. And the guy in the car was like, motorcycle don't for real though. Watch this. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't oh my know. God! I ain't got no roof. He like you too, nigga. You, we, we going together. That's terrible. You can't just um, be running people over on motorcycles, God road damn. Rage, yo. But but yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think where else. Watch him cold switch when you go to court for it too. <laughs> Watch him be in the courtroom talking about your honor. I have worked for years with <laughs> the American Lung Association, and uh, my work there has been my defining characteristic, and I would never... Bitch, you just ran him over on a motorcycle. But what Sorry. about what about if you get, like, a huge opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say, like, we get a huge opportunity to be on TV, and we go into the meeting with a boardroom of executives... What's, do you think there's a sense of code of, code switching for us? Like, do you feel like you have to turn something on or you just walk in and just speak how you speak? No, at this point, I feel very comfortable um, and very confident. Like I said, I don't know. Nobody knows this better than the three of us. So I feel very comfortable going into meetings, presenting it. Um, and I don't feel like I would have to 
code switch. Now, we're going to have some conversations and some words are going to come up and some things are going to be, you know, taken note of so that they're going to know I'm not fucking playing. Right. You know, and I'm not a fool. I'm not a fool. You know what I mean? So don't try to pull anything over on me. But as far as code switching, no. Especially because this show is what it is. It's super organic. And so they will want what they've already seen. Right. Which gives us all the room to just be authentically ourselves in meetings yeah. within reason I'm not gonna go in there saying nothing stupid you know what I mean <laughs> but or, or saying some of the filthy heinous things that I've said on the show <laughs> right but I'm still gonna be dusting so, right yeah what about you Asante with your parents do you switch up um no my mom no I don't really be about shit like <laughs> I hope she's not listening. She's like, what? <laughs> I mean, she, but she know that I don't really be about shit. Like, that's just, my mom knows. Like, she just knows how I am. Do you curse around your parents? Me and my parents have never had any exchanges where I felt like I was going to curse at them. And so it's very easy for me to not think to curse around them. But every now and then I get a little too comfortable with what I'm repeating that somebody else might have said. Or I'm laughing too hard and I'll like end with like a shit or something. And then my mom will just like get really quiet. And then we'll, I'll get quiet too. And then she'll be like, mm. And then we'll stay quiet for like another 10 seconds. And then I'm like, all right, I got to get back to what I was talking about before. <laughs> but um, if we were in a room with the, the execs, I feel like I would code switch a little bit for sure. Yeah. What, why do you think you would do that? What's the pressure? Um, just really um, trying to get my point across in certain communications. Like they would know through interactions and just from listening, you know, who we are and how we are. But. I just know I would want to present myself in that way differently. And for me, I feel like I would have to switch, like, you know, do a little something different. Like, not completely, because I just know how to turn parts of my personality personality out off and on. But I feel like it's all going to be a, all right, well, here we are in this room with these people. So let me just make sure that they know what we're about to do and what we're about Like, I put my poker face on and get it popping. And I know respectability politics plays a big mm-hmm. a big role in that cuz I'm thinking back to being in school because I was because I was like what one of three black kids in a class of like 200 something people I always felt the pressure to represent my entire race you know so I was I know exactly you what know? you mean so it was like in class I had to be the smartest the most articulate and it was this pressure to like okay Girl. I ran from it. Yeah, like you have to be that black kid, the token. The teachers are looking to you to represent all of that. So that's where that pressure came for. As far as my mom, um, I don't know if it was, co- well, I guess it would still be code switching to just try to be like, you know, presentable. Did you? Uh... <laughs> right? So she feels at ease, like she raised a child with sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's funny because my mom is actually cracks me up now because she'll, She'll, like, in the middle of talking, she'll be, like, she'll say stuff like, oh, that's so dope. <laughs> and I'll be like, Ma, you've been around me too long. Because <laughs> she's in her, you know, she's 60s. Or she'll be like, that's so popping. And I'll be like, where did you get that from? And see, that's what I think and about, she'll be too. like, I read your Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> think about, the, think about that, that for her, though. And that makes me laugh because she, I, it makes me wonder if she feels... Right. She needs to code switch now to still connect to me. Mm-hmm. So I see her use words sometimes and I'll just die because I'm like, Mom, don't do not do that. That's so cute. <laughs> don't let it, it is adorable, though, because it is just pops mom... out of her mouth. She don't even realize. And she'll look at me like, what? Get off Twitter, Mom. Get off Twitter. <laughs> yes, my mom reads my Twitter like a newspaper. Oh, Lord. My mom and she to be on And Twitter. she fronts like she doesn't, but she'll bring up stuff that I only said on Twitter. Right. So I'll be like, where'd you see that? And she'll be like... <laughs> 
oh, on your YouTube. I'll be like, I didn't say that on YouTube. And <laughs> I'll like purposely ask. She'll be like, Oh, uh, you no. told her that. Now she know your secret. <laughs> now she'll be like, hmm. I'm like, Mom, I know you read my Twitter. She's like, I don't even have a Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she she might be coming across the it maybe come up in her history. She take a little peek her every history, now and then. Right. But that's cute though, now that I think about it, that in a way parents kinda mm-hmm. have to code yeah. switch to to kind of still feel cool. Mm-hmm. Like they can hang. With the youngins. And I think it's developmental. Like, I feel like Dustin might have learned something very early on, which doesn't allow you to code switch. Cause, or maybe you did for a while and just didn't like it. I don't know what it was, but I feel like you are always yourself all the damn time. Even tax. And, you know, of course, we've all had, like, different life choices yeah, and, and shit. Yeah, tax to me but is, like, does, a perfect example of no code yo, switching. Because <laughs> he, he talks how he talks no matter what he will at. talk. You could be in a business suit have 10 million in the bank and talk, tax will talk to you like you some nigga on the block like and not give a fuck about it right and I think that like and there's something well, to be said so it proves yeah I don't well maybe he's dealt with coast which I should ask him about that the, we should ask him about that the next time he's here because that would be right. funny to see I feel like he would be like no right he would <laughs> look at that for? shit like what the hell but that's fearless like it's a part of fearlessness there's some, a lot to be said about that and it's authentic that's why it's endearing and people fuck with him because mm-hmm. it's authentic and you know that that's not him putting on or you know trying to, to feign this you know awesome personality it's just tax being tax and In you know room. that yeah and yeah. you know that so it makes you take it seriously and you respect it so do you think authenticity will always trump the need to code switch? Or do you think code switching is a necessary tool for survival as black people specifically? I think that not enough people are aware that authenticity will trump the need to code switch because everyone's afraid to to roll the to dice To even with that. try it. Because yeah. normally when you code switch, it's because you're, you're up for some sort of opportunity or something like that. So you can't right. blow it. You right. know what I mean? True. Nobody really wants to say, fuck it, I'm about to just, you know, see what's up if I just be myself. Right. And not get this job. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. No. So so in a way, it's like we have to turn it on. You at have some to. Point. But if if more people knew that they didn't have to, then yes, then the if people would understand that authenticity is what really makes people win. Really in everything. Right. Yeah, for but sure. like, yeah. you know. And, the, and another thing that I want to see if you guys have experienced there have been times where I didn't code switch and I'll be in a room with white people and it felt. And I felt like a, a circus act. Mm-hmm. You know, where they're like, yes, girl. I don't crack a smile in situations like that. Right. And it's like, oh, then you forget like, OK, let me not because you're not going to be with the yes, girl. And you go mm-hmm. <laughs> and then because you almost bring that out. You know, it like transfers <laughs> like, wait, no, imagine, we're not gonna how, do this. imagine how it feels as a black gay person then. Mm, that's true. Hey. When you go into a room and the first thing I want to tell you is yes and shake their finger at you and all that shit. Y'all ain't never heard me talk to y'all like that because I don't that's do so, that. Actually, I would love to hear how that, because that's true too. It's very that's a irritating. whole other layer. It's very irritating. Very fucking irritating. And being like, yes. Don't call me no girl. And calling you bitch. Don't call me no bitch. Ooh, can you right. come That's do my fighting hair? words. Can you right. come do my hair later? My makeup, can you help me out with it? And being like, can you, I would love to have a gay bestie. <laughs> That's true. I didn't think about that. That's a whole other layer of code switching. That it is. And no, that, really, that's just... But what about when you're in, like, let's say gay pride. Mm-hmm. That you guys were there this weekend in D.C. <laughs> so... <laughs> so let's say there's no pressure or is the does it change when you are with I'm like how do I say with your people 
<laughs> does it right. change? What part? Hell does, no, it does, don't change. Don't say, don't nobody need to call me no girl. Don't nobody. You don't need like to call it me. no matter what. Not, hell it don't no, matter if no. you're pride at I don't work. No, because I'm not a girl. Don't talk to me. And, like I, and that, the thing yeah. is, the thing is, sometimes people say that to you, and they really don't mean any harm. Like you know what I'm saying? That's just how they're used to talking to each other. You know, and so you just don't respond to it, and people kind of get the point. And they respect you for it, but at the same time, you can't be calling other people that. You know what I mean? And not expecting somebody to say that to you. Right. I just don't like that shit. I don't feel like I have to do that. I don't feel like I have to have those antics and shit to get noticed. Or I don't feel like I have on. to do all that to be interesting. You know what I'm saying? I want to make peace with that about myself. So I would like to just be Dustin. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And let that be enough. I don't have to identify with any of that shit. You know what I'm saying? But that doesn't mean that it's wrong for other people to do it either. I just think that, again, authenticity is important. Right, whatever that means So just be who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think everybody needs to just be who they are. That's what I think. Right. What about you, Asante? What was the question again? <laughs> I was listening to this young point. We said, "Be who you are." It was resonating. No, if you ever feel the pressure to turn it on, even when you're around other gay men. No, <laughs> but I gotta keep my opinion of that to myself because I just really don't communicate very well with gay men in a lot of instances. Why's that? Um, I don't know. I think is because, it because of that, like the whole turning it on thing. Um, part of it, like you know, growing up in Atlanta and then just having to deal with like certain cliques and stuff very early on, you just kind of see, um, how people are, and then you're just kind of like, uh, well, this doesn't really like mesh with me, or it's not like something I really feel with. But like when it comes to just kicking in stuff like that, I can very casually say what whatever I want to say. So when I talk to my friends, normally it's anything that I would say to other people, but. I don't always think that people should return that to me. And I think that's a, just kind of getting to know people in certain aspects. Yeah, because one of my closest cousins, he I definitely see him switching it up all the time. <laughs> like when he's with us and I, like at home with our family, he's one way. And then when he's with his friends, I'm like, wow, <laughs> it's such a drastic difference. You know, he mm-hmm. totally... But I guess... But that's what I'm trying to wonder with him. I wish I it would be interesting to ask him that, actually, if it's a mask when he's with us in the family, you know, his family, and then he feels like he has to turn it on with his friends, or is the mask, or is what he wearing the mask is it with them? You know, where he's like, with us, I mean, where he's like, I can't be myself around my family. Right. Like, I wonder which one is he? Well, if you don't mind me asking, is he uh, masculine, feminine, a little in-between? Um, I'd say he's in between. In between? Yeah. Do you feel like... But I, that's kind of it. It's like I see I see him switch right. between both. So but I do don't f- know what's his comfort zone. So he's yeah. very feminine with his friends? Right. He's very feminine with his friends, but then when he's around us, it's just like, it's just not the same person. I mean, for some people, I think it's really... Because um, there are certain instances where I do use girl and stuff like that. We kicking it. But like, I think it's... Um, for some, like for your cousin in this instance, it might be there are things more comfortable and appealing with his group of friends that leads him to, you know, talk like that versus with the family. There are those different ties. Like, you know, y'all not watching RuPaul's Drag Race up in there. <laughs> so he can't be like, oh, I'm about to turn on logo right quick. And y'all be like, oh, you know. Right. On- but I wonder, like, like, let's say with the masculinity um, documentary we watched, right, where they were saying even the boys in school, there's a, an element of performance. Mm-hmm. 
when they are around their friends and it's not necessarily who they are but it's just like a survival thing so that's why i wonder with my cousin when i see him i'm like which one is the survival though Mm. you know which personality type well maybe he saves that mask that uh that code for when he's laying down late at night right when he's by himself right but that's interesting but yeah i guess it's I guess the takeaway with Mm -hmm. code switching or having to survive in whatever room you're in, whether it's work, family, friends, is to be authentic. I Mm -hmm. feel like we always come back to that somehow. But I think tax is like the perfect (laughs) example. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like when it fell under identity, like, you know, I look at tax and he knows exactly who he is. And like what he like, you know. I mean, there are probably instances, parts of him where he doesn't know, but, like, he is the type of person that can carry himself like that all the time. And I see that, and I think it's really just that identity. Like, he knows who Tax is, what Tax wants, what he's going to get. And so, if you're on the road to authenticity, it's just really learning about yourself. The road to authenticity. That's or, on a petty note, if you're around <laughs> a bunch of dummies, then just be good enough at being fake to pull the wool over their eyes and get all their personal information in case y'all ever get into it so you got some <laughs> ammo. <laughs> And then there's always that. <laughs> and then huh? there's always that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just saying. You know, sometimes it don't matter. Sometimes you'll be around people and you'll be like, I don't this uh, These people have absolutely no benefit to my life. We can't do nothing for each other, them for me, nor I for them. Right. We don't ever have to talk again. It just doesn't matter. Let me just grin and bear it until this car ride is over because I'm literally never going to talk to these people again in my life. And they're so stupid that they won't even realize I'm icing them out. And so you just be <laughs> fake. <laughs> just be fake till it's over. And then you never fucking talk to them again. <laughs> that's all. But that's uh-huh. on a petty note. Other than that, listen. Be yourself. Right. Okay. Be authentically He's yourself. Grabbing you. And even around white people. Especially around I think white people. Because I think with white people, that's probably obviously the hardest part because it's, it's always that pressure. Like, should I soften up a little so they feel safe? <laughs> should I smile a little more, you know, and clean up, quote unquote, my English so that they can understand me? Like, I know that's a common pressure around black people. Mm-hmm. And so those of you listening, of course, we'd love to hear how you are code switching or not on your day to day for survival, because I think that's a really interesting uh, thing to kind of analyze about yourself. Like, damn, am I playing it safe? If you if you are code switching at work and white people be talking about crazy shit in the comment section, talk about the whitest shit you ever heard white people talk about. You giving them a uh, homework? Yeah, just a little something if you want. If you want to comment in the comments, you know, a little something, something for you. You know what else I consider code switching? Mm-hmm. When a woman have on like, oh, like you see a woman with like a skirt on or whatever, and she it look like she got on like tights, like stockings, and it's motherfucking knee highs. That's code switching. <laughs> <laughs> you code switching in when the knee highs. When they sit down and you yeah, see it, like... that's bullshit. It's a setup. You know what I'm saying? Then they sit down across their legs and look like they got on dress socks. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Uh Uh-uh. That's cold switching. (laughs) Only dust it. This week's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate is your monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. But Loot Crate is way much more than just a subscription service. It's an entire community of fans that share their experience and interact with each other around the unboxing of each month's crate. For less than 20 bucks a month, you can get four to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, 
items in way more than that. And Loot Crate guarantees over 40 bucks in value for every crate, sometimes even more than that. Pop culture, as you know, is full of brave new worlds and societies in flux that don't always turn out for the best. June's theme will be exploring some of the ways that things can go wrong with dystopia, featuring classic films like RoboCop, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, The Matrix, and The Wendy Williams Show, as well as gaming favorites like Bioshock Infinite and Fallout 4. They've got a new figure, a bad figure like Wendy Williams, cool collectibles, a dystopiferic monthly tee, and of course your monthly loot pin. Now, you have to wait until, and you only have until, the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific time to subscribe and receive each month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. You cannot get it. Make sure to head over to www.lootcrate.com slash friendzone and enter code friendzone to save $3 on any new subscription. Once again, that's www.lootcrate.com. L-O-O-T-C-R-A-T-E dot com slash friend zone and enter code friend zone to save $3 on any new subscription. Let's get back to the motherfucking show. So let's move on to yeah. this week's <laughs> <laughs> wellness Me segment. Me cold switching forever. <laughs> I'm dying because I'm picturing it. Me high. grandma, that's what she wore to church. Well, shout out to your grandma because, you know, that was what they did. That was, it was the shit back when, or you know, when, you when think, she was kicking Or when it. they have pants and you think they have full stockings and yeah, when the pants go up, it's the little socks. The little stocking socks. <laughs> or the socks. little stocking footies. <laughs> the little footies. <laughs> you couldn't even, you could, they couldn't, that's who should have had on knee high. stocking footies. Um, little, little toes. You were so silly. Okay, so I wanted to talk to you guys um, this week. We're going to talk about health because I feel like we haven't done food in a while. And by the time you guys hear this, it will be June. I can't believe it. Ain't that crazy? It's June it's 1st June. right now when you guys are listening. And so I wanted to talk to you guys about this program called CSA. It stands for Community Supported Agriculture. I thought that was the people that help nurses. No, no. Oh. And, <laughs> and like with, a program like Everest or something. Go to school. You ain't doing shit. Go be your CSA. Come on, be your CSA on the weekends. You ain't got shit to do with all your kids and shit. Come like on. Of, like one of those train Sorry. ads. Like the Brian shit. Yeah, go ahead. But, no, what CSA stands for is Community Supported Agriculture. And it's basically, it allows city residents to have direct access to high quality fresh produce grown locally by regional farmers. In other words, it's a program that that allows you to link up with the farmer that's closest to your zip code. So um, the website there, you can either go to justfood.org or localharvest.org. Of course, I'll have both links underneath the SoundCloud. But you can also do a Google search because I'm sure there are tons of CSA programs that you can find. But the whole point is you put your zip code in. And you'll see a huge map appear and it'll be all the farmers that are around you. And you um, sign up for the program through these websites and the farmer, you and the farmer, you know, have create a correspondence and you basically let him know. He lets you know what produce he has available and you create a schedule. You can either have it come in monthly, once every two weeks, 
totally based on the both of you and he will create um usually they have like a meetups location or you guys can even create one on your own they take food stamps which i think is amazing and mm. perfect for people to eat healthy yeah mm-hmm. because especially yeah. i'm thinking of um parents. you know parents or uh, with big families and i know the biggest struggle i had when i first got on youtube and was trying to talk about health was when i would compare prices to the things that i was telling people to eat like quinoa and all this fresh produce but that compared to you know uh kennedy fried chicken or crown fried chicken that's feeding your whole family for like five dollars people would tell me that in the comments like friend I live by, you know, all these chicken spots that will right. feed my whole family for $5. I can't go to Whole Foods and get all the stuff that you get. And it really changed how I started treating health because I was like, you know what? That's true. Like, I'm speaking from a place of privilege at this point in my life because I, first of all, I'm by myself. So I can talk about, you know, a Whole Foods delivery. But what about someone with kids and a husband or a huge family or people that they watch over? So this is a great program. And and aside from them accepting food stamps, it's also based on your income. So there's no set price. You can work out whatever with the farmer. If he doesn't give you a deal that you feel comfortable with, that's when you can go and seek out a different one. You can kind of talk to them. And they totally base it on what you can afford, which is beautiful because not only is it cutting out the middleman, which is the store, (laughs) but it's also allowing you to get produce based on what you can actually afford. And it's fresh and it's amazing because you can get, you can actually get, um, eggs you can get fresh meat you can get fresh chicken and this is straight from a farm you ain't even gotta go to the market you know so you don't have to worry about all of these antibiotics and the the things that they use to preserve all of this like especially with fruit yeah you know they use all the preservatives i know with apples hbo's yeah (laughs) HPOs. Uh, no, what is it called? GMOs. GMOs. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, you know, GMOs and processed foods is a huge uh, contributor to a lot of the illnesses and cancer and weight problems that we're all suffering from. So this is a really great way to be more accountable for the food that you're eating without having to sacrifice your paycheck. So like I said, that's called the program is CSA community supported agriculture. And it's an amazing way to eat healthy without breaking the bank. And the program goes from June 1st to November 1st, I believe. So this is, it's a little time sensitive. Uh Um, Uh So it's already started basically by the time you guys hear this. So I would love for those of you who maybe live in areas like I know with me I'm in Harlem the supermarkets are awful it's I have to go all the way to 72nd street to Trader Joe's that's where I get my (laughs) produce pain in the ass you know to have to go all the way downtown to get food fresh food so and I know not everyone has the ability to do that so hopefully this program will help you and your family definitely check that out if you're already part of a CSA I'd love to hear your thoughts and your feedback and that is this week's wellness segment. I'm participating in this week's wellness segment. Are you? Because I have the hardest time finding Brussels sprouts. You like Brussels sprouts? I love Brussels sprouts. <laughs> That's so and cute. And I have the hardest time finding fucking really? Brussels sprouts. Yep. So I'm going to get on that thing. <laughs> I would give me a CNA. And I'm going to... I am going An HBO to, and a CNA. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to see if they take EBT. 
and I'm going to get me some Brussels sprouts every fucking week. Oh, actually, you know what? Now that you're saying that, there was a PSA that I noticed online. I actually posted it on my... (laughs) Sorry, I'm not an adult. (laughs) A PSA, um, public service announcement that was letting people know if you are someone who purchases frozen fruit and vegetables, there's been a huge recall of about 41 different brands. Especially those that have been found at Trader Joe's and a lot of the popular brands that we use in our supermarkets. I posted that on my Facebook. That's facebook.com slash Hey. It has all the brands, all the information, and it directs back. So please go to my Facebook, look through the brands, and make sure that you don't have those bags of frozen fruit in your freezer right now because there's a huge outbreak. Um, I believe it's Listeria. To be 100% honest. Listerine. No. (laughs) It's Listeria. Listeria. I'm not 100% positive what that bacteria can do to your body, but they're saying that it's been huge outbreaks and cases of people falling really, really sick. So definitely check that out. Um, Like I said, it's on my Facebook, all the information, and and make sure that you guys stay healthy but also safe. So and on a petty note, (laughs) and on a petty note, (laughs) if you do check your check, go to go to heyfriendhey.com or go to facebook.com/slash/heyfriendhey and look at the list, right? And if you do got some of that shit in your freezer. Take it out the freezer and go straight and throw it at the niggas working at the store that sold it to you. <laughs> go throw the bags of frozen fruit at the people working at the store if you got that shit in your freezer. <laughs> Just Did go throw imagine? it at the niggas working at the store because they, they fought right. you got lymphoma. Actually, I just looked it up. So listeriosis, I hope I'm saying that right, is a serious infection usually caused by eating food contaminated with the bacterium. Listeria monocytogenes. Oh, Lord, y'all. They gonna have mono, too? It's monocytogenes. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But it's an important public health problem in the United States. So definitely look that up. Check out the symptoms. Make sure, you know, maybe you've been feeling a little weird. Now you can figure out if it's tied to this bacteria. And like I said, it's a huge recall that's happening right now. So... Check, check your freezer, out. your local yeah, your grocer's yeah. freezer. <laughs> you said check your grocer's freezer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, be look just looking there for them. And throw it at their ass when you see them. <laughs> Why <laughs> yeah. is this in the damn store? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that would be I mean, a yeah. good deed. Yeah, yeah. save like a lot of people. Like a relevant question to me. Yeah, I know if I found it, I would definitely go back to the store and, and be like, listen, y'all might, no, <laughs> throw it at them. But I'd be like, you might want to check. You know, and take I these need out. Gas money for coming back up to this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit. So that's a, I guess it's a double wellness segment, Hell a yeah. good one and a bad one. But niggas walk around here with listerinos. <laughs> I mean, your back, your back fucked, your back bent, you know what I'm saying? Your spine be all bent, but your breath smell good. Like, what kind of disease is that? <laughs> oh Throw that fruit at their ass. Yeah. You know it's hard, to it. too. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's disturbia. <laughs> it's <laughs> bags in the pocket. Frozen fruit. Oh, I love it. Just ice chunks everywhere. We'd like to welcome a new sponsor to the Friend Zone, Casper Mattress. The Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. In fact, it's now the most awarded mattress of the decade. It combines springy latex and supported memory foams to create an award-winning sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. So if you want the Beyonce of mattresses, it sounds like that's what you are going to get with the Casper Mattress. It understands the importance of truly sleeping on a mattress before you commit, especially considering you're going to spend a third of your life on it. 
buying a Casper mattress is completely risk-free. They offer free delivery and free returns with a 100-night home trial. That's right, 100 nights in your own home. And if you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. Now, I just learned that the mattress comes in this cool-ass box and you get to watch that shit pop out. So if you want to see that happen, get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash friend and use code FRIEND at checkout. That's www.casper.com, code FRIEND at checkout. Get $50 towards your mattress purchase. Terms and conditions do apply. Let me know how you sleep on that. And if you want to buy me a pillow, I will send you the address to where you can send that to. And, of course, send us pictures of just the mattress, not you on it. It's really cute. It looks really cute. I can't wait to get one. I love how it just pops out the box. I can't wait to test it out. (laughs) All right. Well, well, it is the friendly. So, yes, Casper mattress, everybody. (laughs) Get with it or get lost. All right. Let us know how y'all feel about them Casper mattresses. Before we get back to the show, I just want to take the time to give a shout out to Bevel for sponsoring this week's episode of The Friend Zone. As you guys know, Bevel is a one of a kind razor, shaving system galore that is designed specifically for coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin. It's been clinically proven to pre- reduce and prevent razor bumps. We tested that out on Nene Leak. She had terrible, terrible razor bumps on her scrotum. Bevel cleared all of that up. And it's also been clinically proven to reduce discoloration and irritation. Now, she's still going to get on your nerves, but Bevel will clear up like skin irritation, you know. There's a reason that 9 out of 10 Bevel customers come back month after month, and that is because Bevel is designed from the ground up to give you a smooth, bump-free shave. Bevel's end-to-end shaving system includes a pre-shave oil, badger brush, safety razor, blades, shaving cream, and a cooling restoring balm in a bottle shaped just like Sherry Shepard. When it comes to shaving my skin, I only trust one razor to get it done and get it done right and leave me feeling smooth as Nene Leek's bald scalp underneath her wig, and that is Bevel. Get the first month of your Bevel subscription for free by going to GetBevel.com and entering code FRIENDZONEFREE at checkout. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com. The promo code is FRIENDZONEFREE, and the benefit is a smoother shave with fantastic results. Let's get back to the show. So what's this week's icebreaker, Asante? I actually thought that you had the icebreaker for us this <laughs> it's week. It's on you. Oh, yeah, so I what you going to say? So, you, so I wanted so to Fran, ask the music one, actually, of course. I wanted to ask an unpopular <laughs> y'all are cracking me up today. Unpopular popular. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. English. Popular. <laughs> English. An unpopular opinion. What artist do people hate or think is absolutely awful? Mm-hmm. And you see people making fun of all the time or saying this album sucked or this single sucked, but you just love them and you mm-hmm. listen to them all the time oh. give me three unpopular opinion artists that you ride for that the rest of the world does not see okay, for. okay well before before we start i have to say that i don't know i don't actually know what's gonna fall under unpopular opinion because i just listen to what i listen to everybody be talking about some shit sometimes but i feel like my number one would have to be carrie hilson well, because yeah, I mean, she's made she fun has. of so much. And she's so talented. Carrie Hilson, she'd be doing some things. but yeah, she but good writer, too. It's Beyonce. Right. And so, <laughs> Carrie, unfortunately... She didn't hold up the magazine. I think that you should just stay with Serge. She's still with Serge, right? <laughs> I don't know. A little Serge Bach. You know, stay right there. And and it sucks because that first single, that remix... Isn't she was, coming out with something? I she heard, said but, that you know, was a lie. 
Really? Yep. She said that, that, that she didn't put that shit out and she don't know where it came See? from. They, wow. To, I totally still fucking with her. They yeah. still fucking with her to wow. this day. It seems so real. It sucks because that first single, the remix, the Turning Me Off remix, she said something to the effect of like, they keep telling me this and telling me that. And it's like, here we are today saying, yep, that's right. Sit down, have a baby girl. Hang it up, <laughs> flat screen. Love you to bits, Carrie. Love both albums and a bunch of your demos. My first one would have to be... A Marie mm-hmm. because her first mm-hmm. album is classic. Is amazing to me. I listen to it all the time. <sighs> I listen to it all the time. But so many people don't really find her to be like a classic artist, you know. And I, I remember hearing just you know a lot of music snobs just mm-hmm. making fun of her. Her um, what is it? Her tempo, like the you know, because she kind of sings off the beat sometimes. Yeah, yeah and I love that. <laughs> right, so She's she like, doesn't. Oh, yeah, like she doesn't follow it. So it's like people make fun of it. A lot of the music people make fun I of it. I go the rain falling Woo! down, falling down, <laughs> down, 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 you know, and people find a lot of her notes questionable and things like that. But I love Amory. You know I can what? totally get into her. She does have some questionable notes, but but it works. But, but her pro- exactly, I was gonna say she knows her what Rich is supposed Harrison, to say. They, they know. They man. work. That's they know. So she's probably my first unpopular opinion. I think her first album was an absolute. It's. I would say it's in my top ten yep. of like all time albums that I can listen to from beginning to end. Yep. She's definitely up there, which I know people be like, "Hey, Marie in the top ten, But yeah, Who's that your, album is amazing. Amazing. Who's what about yours? your number one? Well, my first one is gonna go to the legendary per underdog of them all, Cassie. Okay, <laughs> that's I don't a good give a one. Damn. Everybody Cassie's that know a, me know I love Cassie. That's a good Y'all one. Y'all all know that. I can't I, say I listened to her whole album. I did. But. Her first album was the shit. I love all them songs. Shout and out to Ryan Leslie. That mixtape, yeah, Rockabye Baby, was Our the shit. Less. All of them unreleased, all them singles that that should have been and weren't, and just it was just all these unreleased tracks in the middle. Like Cassie really does make good music. To me. <laughs> so, you know, I just, I love Cassie's music. I love her vibe. I love looking at her. I love everything about Cassie. Yeah, I love Cassie. And let's just move on. We can talk about it. We can keep going back. We can hash it out. We can just move on to the next thing. Let's just go on. What about That's you? It. Um, this is going to be really corny, but I just want to say it just to say it. I'm going to have to give this one to Kaya. Because what? Yes. <laughs> Come on now. Kaya had some hits on that ass. Like people be playing Kaya, but if you listen to there's an album, uh Kaya Shimon, I, I don't remember her name. It was her versus her. But she was singing on some of it. And some of it y'all aren't gonna <laughs> believe me. But some of it was not half bad. I was like, okay, Kaya, you know a little bit what to do. I think people people did not give Kaya a fair shot, but that's because of how she is. Mm-hmm. She won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> she just be coming for everybody all the goddamn time. It's like, hi, we don't care. And then she'll come out with music, and it's like, what? And you randomly listen and be like, some of this shit knocks. Like, Kaya got some cuts for that ass. That is funny. Um, you, listen, uh, friend, I'm, I don't. I don't think I've ever listened to a whole Kaya album. I'm gonna give you. A, I only know my neck, my back. Here, it's in my backpack. Did I'm she have give another a, single? Uh, no, no. I'm just you yeah, remember, that's the only one you I know. Kate Wang? I mean, she has some club jams though. Like Kaya makes music for the club, and I can't, I can't think of them. I only know you never I, you did Kane Wang with it. How's it Kane go? Kane Wang with it. Kane Wang with it. Kane Wang. Well, of course you weren't in them type of clubs. You were up north. Yeah, but, man, uh, I don't what about that. you? Remember <laughs> Janet Jackson feedback? Oh, 
That's right. I mean, not feedback. What was the it? The one so that excited. she was on. So excited. Because yes. she was mad she wasn't in the uh, video. <laughs> they <laughs> right. cut her ass out. So Kaya's going to be one of mine. They okay, Kelly who's your number two friend? Um, oh, my God. I had it right at the tip of my tongue. Oh, Khalees. Mm-hmm. Khalees is another one that I think people feel like, what the fuck? Mm. <laughs> Sex Fifth Ave don't <laughs> need. Sex Fifth Ave don't need affection. But people, musicians, of course, don't think she was a much of a vocalist. And, you know, I can kind of see what they mean, but I like... <laughs> no. no, I mean, from a vocalist standpoint, if you're thinking of, like, powerhouse singers... So you listen. Don't, you don't so, think about Khalees? I mean... <laughs> Okay, so you know that video where the girl be singing and her mom's like, shut up. Yeah. I remember, I don't know what it was no, a long ass Jenkins. time ago. <laughs> homework right there. Homework for Ebony the week. Jenkins. Look up Ebony Jenkins on YouTube. Go ahead. So, Khalees, that song, <laughs> Trilogy. Have you ever heard that song? Yeah. Yes. When it was playing, my mom might not even remember this. Oh, I remember no. her being Did she like, tell you shut up? <laughs> yes. She told the song to shut up. <laughs> she was like, shut up. She thought what you was the song. Yes, because it was. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, but I, but I totally get Khalees. I mean, the song was good. The production was great. And she was doing it right. But I don't Khalees think I got some good ass You know, songs. I went to middle school with her. Get out of we here. Was she weird and funky? We middle school. She was older. So it's not like we hung mm-hmm. or anything. But we just were at the same Did school. Did she get her ass beat in school? For no. Her? She was oh, always okay. that super like artsy cool chick that mm. everybody you know like she was always the cool kid Khalees. she always had cool hair cool clothes cool kid since day one and I know her from hey. like yeah I'm talking about I was in like 6th grade so it's kind of funny Come but on, yeah so I I love her as an artist I thought she actually gave birth to a lot of people's style yes, you know that whole like real. yeah being mm-hmm. that like rocker weird, bad girl right shit. that rocker like weird girl with the weird hair and the weird outfits and i think she totally gave birth to that i'm so different movement <laughs> so yep. and even her sound like how she was so experimental kind of ahead of her time so i think people that focus so much on her vocals or not being a powerhouse i think that's what I was saying. I get it. Those music snobs that feel that way. But I'm a vibe person. Like, I think, mm-hmm. you know, I'll like, a, if you give me a vibe, I'll totally buy into it. Absolutely. You don't always have to give me a hot run, you know, or, or give me like powerhouse like Fantasia. I love Fantasia, but I'm also appreciative of people like a Cassie, Cassie. that mm-hmm. can give you like a cool little summer hit, you know? For sure. So that, so Khalees is my second one. mm What's yours? My second one, I know this is an unpopular opinion, but I love this person's music. I don't care if nobody stands with me. Adele. Adele? I'm just playing. I'm like, totally what? just playing. I was, about to say, I was about to say, I bet you have five copies of her album in your backpack. You I'm one of those. Playing. I'm just playing. I'm about to say that shit. I'm just playing. Nah, but my number two, for real though, Keisha Cole. And I don't give a fuck I who don't like that. it. Keisha yep. Cole makes good. And that again, are we talking about first albums being classic? Right. Keisha Cole's first album, End to End, banger from beginning to end. Like, I love Keisha Cole's music. She lost her way somewhere along the way. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But I love her music. And that's all. I'm just going to leave it right there. Okay. Keisha Cole. Mm. Now we can, we can sit and talk about it. We can hash it out. We can move on to the next thing. We can, what else? What else? <laughs> Lord. Oh, I just thought of my, my last, J-Lo. Mm. 
Mm. I'm st- I love you so much. J Lo is another one, right? Because <laughs> that if you have my love if you and she was like the feeling so good record. That was a summer record. You and know her joint with Ja Rule, mm-hmm. Fat Joe, Fat. Like listen, J Lo. She got a song with Queen Latifah too. She did. No. <laughs> I was waiting what for if, it. I was what like, if I, I was like, remember. I love that one? <laughs> <laughs> like, Wait, yeah, that just reminded me of another video. Did y'all see the one where the girl dropped a hundred dollar yeah, bill? Yeah, that bitch was lying. Oh my god! <laughs> That's what I would have sounded like. Friend and stood up like, no, I'm. T- I swear to God, I, That's like, another God homework. Mad. She was serious. That is another homework. Look that up. What is? What, what could we look it up? I under? don't. There was know a lady it. at a mall getting her makeup done. And some girls threw a hundred dollar bill under the under chair the and they said, Oh my God, it's a hundred dollars. And she lied and, and said <laughs> it was hers and was like really getting in their face. And the girl was like, No, I literally just threw it under your chair just to film you. Yeah. And the lady was like, Oh. Caught. Caught. <laughs> Ain't shit. Do you, do you Yo, know that's that embarrassing. <sighs> I would have melted right I there. I hope everybody see her <laughs> too and know so she ain't shit. Like, oh, imagine that was your mom. Right. <laughs> now, on a petty note, what she should have done if she was going to take the money she should have picked that hundred dollar bill up and walked off one eye done or not I don't give a damn what my makeup looked like seemed like I can go get it done somewhere else if I got this hundred dollars in my pocket she should have picked that hundred dollar bill up and never broke stride like for real by the time she reached down to pick it up one of her legs should have been in the parking lot Flat out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Give a damn so J-Lo's mine. Not, you know, not known for being powerhouse, but I think right. her albums were strong and great. And I lis- I still listen to her. She has hella songs on my Black Summer list on Tidal. She has like mm. five songs on there. So who's your last one? You know what? I'm actually going to switch it up a little bit. I'm going to take someone that is a singer. Well, I'm going to take somebody that's not normally known as a, a rapper. Um, and I'm going to say Pharrell Williams. I liked his first album, um, In My Mind, like his first solo project. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Was it In My Mind or Out My Mind? There was two versions I of it. I think it's, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. Because it was like In My Mind and then Out My Mind was a deluxe or some shit. One mm-hmm. of those two. Anyway, um, he was a really dope rapper on some of those songs and people were like, all right, it's Pharrell. We don't want to hear him <laughs> rap, which was understandable and he shouldn't rap full time. But <laughs> I liked a lot of the cuts on that one. I Stay love Pharrell. I, can I, I, listen, I was so in love with Pharrell. I just changed. didn't know how tall he was. Nothing, because the nigga still looked like he's 17. He is gorgeous. He's he still changed. And his style, <laughs> he's so fly. His entire life. Right? He always stands out. I love that. Well, yeah, so did we each say three? I said three. It's Dustin. It's your last one now. Yo, lot. Make it good. And I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to say this with my full ass, too. <laughs> I'm already Ashanti. Left. I don't care. I like Ashanti's music. <laughs> Ashanti can sing. She did uh, Home. She did, what's the, the movie with Home? The Wiz. She did that on Broadway and she, she sang Home. She did the Wiz? And so, I'm going to show you another homework. <laughs> Go on oh YouTube Lord. and look up Ashanti singing Home from The Wiz. It was like a press junket that they did for promoting. And she was on Broadway. She played Dorothy. And she sang Home and sang the fuck out of it. And Ashanti's new music, she has learned how to control her voice. I'm telling you. Wait, her new music? Yes, she's got new music. Yes. When? She has the new music out, and she's got an album called Braveheart and a couple other things. And Ashanti's showing <laughs> memes right now about Ashanti. Somebody just sent Namanji. it to me. And I had to Wait, show. what does it say? 
Asante is passing Fran his phone, showing her a meme, <gasps> disrespecting <laughs> no. Asante. Oh, no. You know, I take it back. That's now, the mind devil. you, now mind you, he didn't said that his choice was Carrie Hilson. I let that slide, right? Completely slide. So, but we gonna disrespect so, Queen Ashanti. Queen, I right mean, now. listen, she had listen, hits. As she, a got, she got right. ass cap on awards and shit. She's in the she's in the books, right? She's in the books. I mean, you can't take that away from her. I wasn't going to. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a good Unfoolish, list. Foolish, concrete rose, all that. Yes. Unpopular oh, well, foolish, opinion. Foolish, foolish remix one, and two, three. Baby, and then baby, 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 baby. I will hear baby, baby for the rest of my life. Baby, that, baby, when people baby. Be like, Have anyone ever called you Ashanti? And then they'll start singing that. I'm like, you can't pick a better Ashanti song. <laughs> Like, don't get I me think wrong, people just like shit. to make fun of that one because she's known for being a writer, but then that hook is just mm-hmm, baby, mm-hmm. baby, baby, baby. Right. Such but a hey, genius, that Ashanti. <laughs> okay? She's like, she's like, oh, y'all treated me like this on the one-up? That's right. Well, psh, that's a, that's stay tuned. Her sister, Ashanti. Ashanti's sister, Shia, looked like Carl Crawford, Evelyn, baby daddy. Ashanti's sister looked just like Evelyn, baby I daddy. I have to use the bathroom. I just want to say that. So Luckily, I have knows. no idea who that so is. Ashanti knows. just left. She does. She looked just like Kyle Crawford, for real. I don't care what nobody said. Oh, my God. I guess we're going to cut the show right here. <laughs> she does. You ever seen her? I do. You, you seen her? So then you know what it is. Thank you very much. She do, man. She looked just like him. So that was us paying homage to the unsung heroes right. of baby, the music baby, industry. Baby, baby, baby. <laughs> so now let's jump into asking for a friend. What letters do asking, we have today? Asking, 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 <laughs> asking for a friend when you're saying. All right, ladies and gentlemen. As I say every week, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, and awesome things, and, well, terrible things, but terrible things that became awesome later, don't forget to email us at thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. We always are looking through the emails for things ranging from Black Business of the Week to icebreakers to these cool questions to even the crazy questions. And speaking of the crazy questions, well, I don't know yet. This one's just (laughs) titled, Here's My Dilemma. So we'll get there how we get there. Hey, f- hey, friend zone. Hope all is well. Here's my issue. I took your name out because I wasn't sure if you really wanted me to do that to you. I'm hoping one of you may be able to offer a piece of advice. I'm going through my weird 20-something-year-old crisis right now. In the midst of my self-discovery, I have been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and ADD, which I highly believe both are curable with consciously making small positive changes in your daily habits, but that is why, what I'm struggling with. When, when I feel like I'm doing well, and I have it all under control, bam, something happens which causes me to become overwhelmed. I'll have a panic attack, which then causes me to become extremely depressed to the point of laying in the bed for days at a time. That's the cycle. I hate to admit it, but living with my ex-girlfriend from five years ago, turned friend, is like (laughs) living in both heaven and hell. Okay, so you live with your ex-girlfriend from five years ago? And so now y'all are friends because y'all was exes from five years ago. And living with her is like heaven and hell. Okay, I see why. Well, let me finish reading the email. Sorry. We have fun, but we have major disagreements to the point of physical altercations, which do not help with the mental state that I'm going through right now. I love her dearly, but I am not afraid to say that most of the problems in my life stem from our disagreements. We just never see eye to eye. 
Our lease is up in December, and I'm debating on if I should move out and live alone for a while or if I should stick it out with her and wait until I get better so we can get better. Also, I have been prescribed medicine for my condition that I'm in right now, but I haven't filled it because I believe in taking the holistic approach in self-healing, or you could say scared to become dependent on medicine to feel good. Should I think about taking the medicine? Should I move out? I know this is a two-part question, but I need help. Friend. <laughs> Friend. <laughs> Someone asked a question. I'm so mad at y'all. Um, I guess the part that I'm stuck on is the whole we right. concept when it's just your friend. Right. Your ex-girlfriend uh, for five friend. years turned friend. So I'm lost at this whole getting better for we. I'm not really sure why you feel obligated to your friend when you clearly aren't at your best being in an environment with your friend. So I think your lease being up in December sounds like an opportunity to try something different. And they say the definition of insanity is doing the same things and expecting different results, right? So I would suggest you take that out and live by yourself. And it's really helpful to live by yourself when you are struggling a lot of the times, especially if you're living with someone that is sort of like torture. Now, I'm not saying she's torturing you, but you said that you guys get into physical altercations. I don't see how that is helping you, especially when you have anxiety. Can you imagine that would make? No, that wouldn't help. So I think living (laughs) by yourself. Every time. Even stand, even even if you did, you'd be like, oh, shit, I got to fight now? Fuck. And right. Like, that's ah. just too, that sounds like it's putting your nervous system way, it's just too much. So okay. I would suggest living by yourself and figuring yourself out. And if you guys are really friends, this whole we thing, then a real friend would be happy for you to do what you need to do to get better. Because that is the actual we. Mm. There should be no attachment that would put you in a bad position. That's not a friendship. As far as the medication, you already seem to feel that a holistic approach or a change of lifestyle may be a better choice for you. Now, of course, me being me, I'm going to agree with you. But I think you should do an experiment because if it's not helping you, and you have this medication and you feel out of whack, I can't sit here and tell you not to take it either. You know, because if it's getting in the way of your life, of you doing things and being productive and, like, functional on a daily basis, you got to do what you got to do. But I also, being a health nut and being someone that was sick, and I do suffer from anxiety as well, I, you know, I use things like the herbal extract, like passion flower that I've mentioned on the show before, I know a lot of you that suffer from really bad anxiety as well have used it and have hit me back saying that you've actually been able to replace your medication with it. So I also understand that that's not going to be the case for everybody. We're all different. We're wired differently. Our brains work differently. There's nothing wrong with medication. I say put your body, um, research it with yourself. To me, that's always the best answer I give to people. I'm never going to tell someone what to do or what not to do, but I will say you should be your own guinea pig. Do the holistic approaches. Did it work? Did it not work? Okay, then get on your medication. You know, that's what I say. Hmm. Take your medicine. Move out of that house with that girl. Right. 
<clears throat> and just get your life together. Make it whatever you need it to be to be happy, and that's it. You don't need to live with that girl anymore. Y'all both still like each other. That's why y'all argue and fight, because friends don't do what y'all are doing. So that, that aggression and shit that's coming out is because y'all's relationship is not... Um, it's just not right. It's not what it is. It's like you guys are interested in each other romantically, but you're forcing yourselves to live, to co to cohabitate, I guess. Sounds like an attachment. And as platonic friends. Yeah. But you argue and fight, you know, because you both feel wrong by the other one's actions, I guess. It's just weird. And you know you still like that girl, and she knows she still like you. <laughs> right. So you need to just move. Take your medicine because it was prescribed to you because you went to get some kind of assistance to manage whatever you were going through. So go ahead and follow through. You went to the doctor, you got the medication, get it filled and take it, and then you may even be in a better place to give a try to some of the holistic remedies or mm -hmm. whatever it right. is. Yeah. So you got to start somewhere and just try to be happy. But, like, if something is obviously, if, you know, if, if the, the stove is on, the burner is hot, okay? <laughs> so, like, it's obviously what it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's no good for you. Get the hell out of there. Like, that's what you need to do. And if you have the means, if you can move and get a place, if you got the credit to get a place in your name and you don't need anybody else and you make enough money to pay the bills and you don't need anybody else around, it's no reason for you to be around anybody else that's toxic for you. So if you can, then go. And that's it. Yeah, the people around you can make that shit worse a lot of the time. So. Especially when they kicking your ass. Right. I was literally just going to say, Molly, you are in danger, girl. <laughs> if you got it like that, you need to move out like ASAP. Because if you was my friend, my sister, my homegirl, I would tell you that this is not good for you to still be living with your ex. Even though y'all have turned friends. Um, and you know what? I don't know that, actually. Maybe y'all turned friends. Y'all spent some time apart and moved back in. I don't know what the situation is. All I know is y'all are doing shit to each other every now and then. And it's resulting... And physical violence. Anything that you are trying to do in your life to get better at, having the distraction of physical violence, just the fact that it could pop up at any given moment, come up, it's not going to be good for you. Even if you're taking your medication and things are going right, it's just going to take that one little thing to set your ex off and y'all just fighting again or whatever. And that might make you think that you need to start taking some other stuff or do some other things. Right. So really look at your situation and what's happening. If you think that you can hold off until... December when y'all break the lease and you guys don't fight that often or it's not that bad. Mm, as a person that feels like I suffer from ADD, don't put that off, girl, because you're just making up excuses and prolonging it. And you might fall in love with her two months before the lease break up and think that y'all going to get back together and sign up for another year. And you're going to be bamboozled for another year. So take all of these things into consideration <laughs> as you move forward and what's best for you. Um, as far as taking medication, yeah. I don't feel like... Um, I don't feel like I'm in a position to tell you what to do for yourself. You need to know how you are in your day-to-day -day and what's going to make you feel better. If you feel like there's going to be a holistic approach to where you can really just take some simple, small steps to learn more about yourself because you are figuring yourself out. I sometimes think with holistic things when I read up, it's like a rabbit hole and it leads you down a whole bunch of interesting other things and you really start to learn how your body works and your mind works and things like that. So it is something worth looking into. Maybe mm -hmm. you can take it in addition to um, your medication just if you don't feel comfortable going, you know, all the way in. But uh, definitely do your research on that. But as far as doing what's best for you, it's for you, not for we. Because if you feel like maybe you need to fix something to make, you know, we better, it's because you need to fix something to make you better so that you can be the best we with this person or the next person or any person. And that's how I see it. 
<laughs> and on a petty note, if you're going to move out in December, kick that bitch ass one last time for you going to December. <laughs> Beat her ass on Thanksgiving when all the family is home. No. Before, oh, before, before he says, you know you on your way out in December. Go off on, get her ass in Thanksgiving, <laughs> knock her up and put throw that turkey juice on her neck and shit. Beat her ass in the kitchen and get some of that turkey juice on her, <laughs> all on her clothes and all in her hair and shit. Oh. When you fight her on Thanksgiving and then leave in December. Oh, Make Dustin. sure you do that. Don't forget to do that. <laughs> that's that's for a December first exit. That's not for a December thirty first. If it's December thirty first, then you're gonna have to move the ass whooping to Christmas holidays. <laughs> but if it's December first, then you go in and get that bitch during Thanksgiving. You know, for old and new, for all you didn't been through with her. You know what I'm saying? Get off in her and don't tell her you moving. Oh, God. That's on a petty note, but I wish y'all the best, though. Yeah, let us, though, update us on what you decide with the move as well as the medication because there are probably people going through the same thing. So we'd love to hear how everything worked out for you. If you pop in and you move down the next week, let me know. If not, then don't. No, I'm just kidding. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> so this week's Black-owned business shout-out goes to Makeup for Melanin Girls. Mm, it, <laughs> it is a website, an Instagram page. She pretty, pretty much has every social media handle you can think of. They were actually featured in the New York Times. Come on. And it's a company... This is the email she sent. She says, it shows how many black women and beauty content creators are eager to see themselves in beauty and advertisement, product development, and now more recently on social media platforms dedicated to beauty. So what the website does is that it shows you different beauty brands, but it shows you how it looks on brown skin because uh-huh. <laughs> in a lot of ads somebody didn't crack the code right in a lot of ads um for makeup you usually don't really know how it's gonna look if you're dark skin or brown skin because the ads are usually with white women so this website not only does it have tutorials but it has i'm not a makeup person so i don't know the name for it but <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing so i'm like what's it called i think it's called swatches <laughs> When I, was, I always see the beauty gurus have like the eyeshadow swatches and lipstick swatches on their arms to show how the colors and the pigment. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the watch, the swatches. Oh, no, All this no. Time, <laughs> I've been thinking that the makeup artists do that because the like, person had like crusty a, lips, like ashy crusty lips. No. They don't want to put the, no. li- the tester lipstick no, on No, literally them. all the swatch colors is to show you how the color <laughs> comes off on that particular oh, skin color. I started because they don't want to fuck with the person's like skin because oh it was like nasty or something. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, so it shows you swatches for a lot of the newest, I guess, on beauty products that are coming out. Like I said, it has tutorials. It has highlights on popular Instagrammers or, or even pop... Uh, Instagrammers that may not be popular, but it's still amazing at what they do. So it's called Makeup for Melanin Girls. Um, let me make sure I'm getting the website properly. Now that y'all have the Makeup for Melanin Girls website, y'all right? have no excuse. Well, the brand is called Makeup for Melanin Girls. But now that I click the link, the actual website is MelaninMakeup.com. 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 See, that so check that out. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it has. Yeah. It actually was talking about the black salon problems hashtag on Twitter, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> um, and it, yeah, and it has... I'm I'm looking at an article here that says 25 common makeup mistakes every beginner must know and it's all black girls in it. So three ways to get baby soft skin, do it yourself, deep cleansing face masks. It has a lot of um, setting spray 
you know, battles of the setting spray. So it looks like it's really informative for you makeup and glam dolls. So definitely check that out. And thank you to Makeup for Melon for writing in. And hopefully we will send them some awesome traffic. Somebody told me Young Jeezy had a beauty YouTube. Well, Amory left, so Jeezy said. Like makeup and shit, like <laughs> foundation. I'm just telling you what the people didn't tell me. They told me like Young Jeezy. Like he uses like makeup? Like he be putting on makeup on YouTube. <laughs> no, someone lied to Young me. Young Jeezy, it. like black people makeup and shit. I don't know. I, was, you know, I don't know. <laughs> someone lied to you. I know Amory has a channel, but her channel is Books, books. and Beauty. Oh, yeah, Books and Beauty. That's right. Yeah, I haven't seen the beauty, but I've seen her. She has, like, a book club, which I think is super cool. Um, so that's it for this week's <laughs> Black Business. <laughs> well. That's it for this week's Black <clears throat> Business. Do you have any church announcements? I don't. I just want to say thank you to everybody that, um, you know, has supported me. Um, and supported the friend zone as a whole unit and um, supported Fran and also Asante as well. I just wanted to really say thank you to, you know, everybody for listening, you know, hugging us when they see us in public and shit. I just want to thank them for all of that. I Actually, just, yeah, thank thank you for that. Yeah, I just, I just you know, thank you. Th- thank <laughs> you guys for acknowledging us all together because I love every time I see somebody, like, especially in the most inappropriate moments, like when I'm twerking <laughs> in the middle of a club. And then it goes, where's Fran? They do every Why? time. Where's Fran? <laughs> every time we be they doing They ask some... you for me like, mid-twerk. that I am busy. <laughs> <laughs> That's love. I love it too. I always see you guys at Trader Joe's and at the beauty stores, which makes me laugh because y'all be clocking my cart. <laughs> y'all be talking to me. I see the eyes look down like, what is in her cart? <laughs> you got to start snapping. You got to start snapping your fingers. Yes. You people, seeing people do that. Be like, I'm up. <laughs> okay what I was saying was right I love it though you guys are hella sweet Snapchat Black Ooh. Talk Snapchat <laughs> oh no <laughs> so that's it for this week's show we hope you loved it and yes. as always thank you for tuning in thank you so much and we Stay will black. see you guys next and week and keep your kids out the motherfucking gorilla pit <laughs> let me tell you something real quick and right? protect your now, magic I'm gonna I don't go understand, I don't understand if it's one thing like that we knew we was gonna get our ass beat for right it was doing crazy stuff like going close to the animals or you know grabbing hot shit you know what i'm saying <laughs> things like that you knew you was gonna get in trouble for so that little boy getting into that that um gorilla pit that was his fault okay second of all what was you doing as a mama you know what i'm saying why didn't you have the back of that collar like she had a kid she, and well no well then guess I, what and not only that she all she also said that she keeps a very close watch on her children bitch <laughs> you're lying your son was down there meanwhile right meanwhile <laughs> you know right meanwhile he's he's playing the three-point shot contest with your four-year-old but or the one thing i will say that was kind of funny mm-hmm. was the that whole thing we was funny, were all saying we were all like this white kid and white parents and white and white white and then it was like <laughs> his name was isaiah mm-hmm. with two black parents and everybody and people was. were like i'm sorry <laughs> And I take my statements back. But I do think it's whack that I saw an article saying, like, the dad's criminal history. I'm like, what? What now, does that have to, that do, have to with do with anything? Hey, guess what? If I was like, the, if I was the daddy, I'd have been like, and if you want one more charge <laughs> on the record you just looked up, say one more word about my motherfucking son. <laughs> I just can't believe that. But he need to get his badass son, a little badass going right down there by the gorillas. You're supposed you to be scared of animals. And his kid was calm. That kid was calm. Did you see him putting his hand in Harambe's hand? Like, he was, like, really excited. 
He, I don't think he even he realized realize I should not be down here. Movie. I don't think he realized that. But that's kids, four-year-olds, right? Protect the kids. But like, imagine, get the belt. imagine him when he grows up, mm-hmm. <laughs> looking back at this story like what? Right, the fuck? going to shake cops' hands and shit. No, I'm just playing. All right, hey, <laughs> well, we love you guys. That's stay black and protect show. your magic for real. And stay this out time. of the damn gorilla pits. <laughs> fuck wrong with y'all. We love you, Harambe. I don't. And beat. The- no, Harambe's the gorilla. <laughs> oh yeah. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.